We don't have to sing. Let's not. Oh, hello, gentle listener. Welcome to Hot Drinks. Before... I'm fucking drunk. God damn it. Like and subscribe. Good evening and welcome to Hot Drinks. I'm Brother Jack Coffee. This is uh, my other host, sister. Latter-day Twain. So when we were getting ready to start, I was ready. I had the phone out. I was setting in the, the intro music provided <laughs> lovingly by a, a dear, dear fan. And then Sister Twain picked up her phone and went into YouTube and, and was like, Siri, kids in the hall. And I was like, what are you doing? She's, and then she's like deleting and then trying again. <laughs> Like, desperately searching for some kids in the hall video. And then she goes, are you ready? I'm just waiting for you. <laughs> like, just while she was waiting for me to get ready to report the, record the podcast. Coincidence. She just wanted to look up a few kids in the hall videos on YouTube. Did you find the one you needed? No, just keep talking. Oh, I'm just supposed to keep talking? Because you're still looking up videos? It's called vamping. Anyway, so um, welcome to Hot welcome. Drinks. This is you. Oh no, you do your thing. I've got this. You find that <laughs> video you needed. Oh, I'm not gonna find it. So um, this is a podcast we record. It's about um, it's about dairy farming and <laughs> about raising chickens. Um, humanely. 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 Yeah. With organic. With an organic emphasis. Um, we so, were we were social distancing before social distancing was cool, and by that I mean giving the chickens their space. Yes. To live full lives. I thought you just meant that I've literally been social distancing my entire life. <laughs> I've been training my whole life. <sighs> I'm always up in people's business. So here's an interesting story about me business. social distancing. Yes. And then, and I just want to say for the record, I'm kind of in a bad mood. I'm a little full of rage. You are. <laughs> like I wake up, basically I wake up in the morning full of rage. <laughs> I go through most of my day full of rage and then I go to sleep full of rage. And tonight I'm particularly full of rage. So Sister Twain was like, hey, let's record. And I was like, what do you want to talk about? And she's like, I'll just come up with something. <gasps> and so she showed up and I literally have no idea what we're talking about. That's fine. But here's a story I was going to tell. Tell it now. That I learned about my social distancing. Go. So I have determined, so I moved recently, right? Right. So I have right, determined. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you guys, we're going to keep saying absolutely. absolutely. And it's from that girl on TikTok with those funny videos. That's all we'll We should have looked up her name. That girl on TikTok. With those funny videos. She always does like the white mom at the Starbucks yeah. or like the one. And then she did one about actively listening while receiving notes at a rehearsal. Absolutely. <laughs> that's what this one's from. It's, it wasn't a rehearsal. Anyway, so I moved. Anyway, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and I determined when I moved to my new place that I have at least three neighbors who are hots. So the guy <laughs> right next door to me lives a hot. Yeah. Who has a pet corgi. Across from me lives a ha like, so hot. He's kind of across and diagonal. And then where did the third hot live? I can't remember. But anyway, there's a third hot somewhere that lives nearby. What kind of a hot is he? Just a hot. Oh. So anyway, so <clears throat> I have seen, so I often sit out on my balcony at the end of the evening uh-huh. with a cold beverage. Right. Perhaps reading a great novel. Perhaps scrolling TikTok. Representing gay rights. Representing gay rights. Yeah. And I, um... Often don't wear a shirt because I just want to scare my neighbors off. I don't know because I've given up because I've given up. So several times when I'm out there, my neighbor who's a hot will walk past. Okay. And, and, and I, of course, won't say anything because I'm scared of humans. And then one time 
Because he has multiple dogs, it appears. So he's often, like, kind of taking the dogs out one at a time to do their business. Because when he takes them out two at a time, they're too distracted. I've watched it happen. Right. So one of the times he came out, and as he was coming back, he was like, oh, hi, I'm so-and-so. Yeah. I'm your neighbor. And I was like, oh, nice to meet you. And I said, I love your dogs. And he's like, oh, your cats are so cute because my cats were on the balcony. And I go, and I said this great line, which I haven't thought about 800 times since then. I said, oh, so you live with your roommate? And he goes, oh, my girlfriend. And I was like, fuck. And then, and then he said like one other thing. And then I did my most classic move, my most classic when I get to meet a new person who might be interesting and who might improve my life move. Let's yes. I go so nice to meet you (laughs) to just, just cut, just cut that conversation off. Just grab that conversation by the balls and just snip those balls right off. And so, and like, I could tell when I screamed out, so nice to meet you. He was about to say something else. Like, he was going to continue the conversation with, you know, how long have you lived here? Or, you know, whatever. Like, things you would say when you're meeting your new neighbor. He was like, how long have you... And I was like, so nice to meet you! And then he was like, okay. And then he went back in his house. And we've never spoken since. Brother Coffee, never change. Absolutely. 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 We actually have spoken since. But anyway. But that's what I do. When I'm in a conversation, especially with someone who I perceive as hot and or interesting and or could potentially be a friend i just immediately go so nice to meet you and just shut that shit down you were never weird with me is that because you weren't sure you wanted to be friends with me for like a year or are you talking about when we first met or when we re-met re-met oh no because i already knew you so i wasn't intimidated but you weren't weird when we first met either when you were 18 I know, and I was 19. I know, but all the rules were different <coughs> back then. Fair. fair. Absolutely. The Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, we should post a I link. was a different human. I'll post it in the show notes. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> we don't ever fucking do, do show that. notes anyways. Um, so, uh, back to the dairy and chicken farming. Yes. Just kidding. So um, I do have milk delivered from a lovely dairy. I know. And if any of the gentle listeners are interested, please send me a message and Is I'll hook you humane? up. Is it humane? Is it? Oh, yeah. It's all like, organic. And it's not, the cows have names. I and... think so. The chickens are not free range. They're just organic. Mm-hmm. So, But they're working on getting free range chickens. But the cows are all humanely raised, and yeah. And the milk's fucking delicious. So message me, gentle <laughs> listeners. Did you really want that a podcast really about milk? Because I could loud. actually talk about milk for the next 25 minutes. <laughs> I know. The top five dairy products that we love. Number one. What's your number one? Cottage cheese. Butter. <laughs> butter. Let's say it at the same time. Ready? Number one. Cream butter. cheese. Butter. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. Um, women's work. This women's work. Okay. Women's work, listeners, is our podcast housekeeping. Yes. yes. Will Twain is rolling over in her future grave because we re explaining it every time. Listen, little Twain, there's new <laughs> listeners every week. There's really not. There's it's not. the same group of you. <clears throat> um, but tell your friends so there can be. So, <laughs> um, and housekeeping is women's work, so we call it women's work. Hmm. Um, anyway. My first item of women's work is Paula has been settling in very nicely. Who's Paula? The wonderful, sweet, beautiful trans girl. Oh, yes, I've met her. That's she is her lovely. pseudonym. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, we got the basement all set up, and it is just great, and it's great, and that's all I wanted to say. She's great. very sweet. Great. And a very conscientious House guest. House guest. Yeah. Absolutely. She seems like a lovely, lovely young yes. woman. Yes. Um, 
and she's currently looking for a job, and I think I've mentioned that before, and she does have a phone number now, thanks okay, to um, a fundraiser campaign that we did. Oh, no, wonderful. Um, yeah. The second thing is, yesterday, the air quality in Salt Lake City, Utah, was so bad. Yeah. <clears throat> and I made the mistake of going on a whiskey walk. What's that? Oh, where you drink whiskey while you walk around. Yeah. And then you drew vulvas on the sidewalk. You whiskey and you walk. I like it. Um, and with a gentle listener. Um, and it was a fabulous time, except we're walking in the smoke. And then I get home and my lungs were literally burning. And I had to like proactively think about taking in breaths. Oh, that's good. Uh-huh. That feels good. And then <clears throat> I was lightheaded and then my lips started to feel fuzzy. So I don't. I don't even know, but is the... I mean, we have our own fires here. Right. The whole state of California is still on fire. Yes. So this smoke is just a combination of the two? I think so. Oh, God. It's so disastrous. I think I'm it. sure if you're in California, it's even worse. I can't even imagine. Exactly. And it's 165 degrees in California Absolutely. right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, here's the thing. This is the... Uh, Christian right wing's prophecy coming true yeah. about how gay marriage was going to destroy just yeah. basically civilization. I'm so fucking glad we are. I know. Like, uh, yeah. uh, because life is hard. I'm done. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I have more women's work. Is that Please okay? Go ahead. <clears throat> go ahead. I'm just trying to think about why, why I wake up with rage, filled with rage every morning. <laughs> I can't imagine why. The planet's on fire. <laughs> the police are murdering people in the streets. Right. Right. Like, right. you know, right. there's right. an immense yeah. income inequality. Uh-huh. Right, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. We are going, anyway, I'm we not are going to post, we are on Instagram, or we'll, we'll this post job, this, this uh, TikTok. It's just, it's this girl who is, is overly responsive in, in a conversation. She's in receiving <laughs> notes in a, th- no. yes, at a rehearsal. No, that's not what it was. We're going to look on that's the break. That's not what it we was. We are going to look on the goddamn break. Absolutely. So anyway, the next thing I was going to say was tonight it's going to drop like 40 fucking degrees. I have had a hard on all day. <laughs> no, right? Oh my God. I know. Today's high, 92. Yeah. Tomorrow's, Tomorrow's high, 52. 52. 52. Guys, y'all. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I got home from work and threw all my windows open. Uh, I was like, cool this house down. It was still 92. Cool this house down. So it had not started cooling. Yeah. (coughs) When you said that, I imagined the little woman from Poltergeist. (laughs) Cool this house down. (laughs) This house is clean. But I, um. The house wasn't clean. I'm going to, my favorite thing ever is to sleep with the windows open when it's cold outside. Oh, I know. And I brought in my plants. Look, my majestic palm came inside. I didn't want her out in that wind. She doesn't need that. Good for you. That's a lot. Absolutely. The hens and chicks can stay outside. They'll be fine. Oh, yeah. They'll be fine. That's what they're made for. The rosemary, it's going to be fine. (laughs) But the majestic palm, she's inside. Right, right. Um, And then the other thing I was going to say was, um, so on the way over here tonight, two Glenn Fry songs came on the radio. Do you know who Glenn Fry is? The name's real familiar, but I don't he know. He was one of the Eagles. Okay. He died of complications due to like some type of intestinal thing. Okay. Maybe like five years ago. And I was real sad. Mm, yeah. Anyway. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so I'm not going to explain why because it'll be boring. But whenever a Glenn Fry song comes on, which is rare, it's like one of those like rare things that comes on the radio. I always think that the universe is telling me that I'm on the right path. 
Oh, I like that. And two were on back to back tonight. So you coming to my house was the right path. Yeah. And, absolutely. And absolutely. And maybe, um, I mean, I don't know. I think just in my life right okay. now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, Did you want to ask me anything? Wait, am I supposed to? I don't know. No, I don't have any questions. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm doing, right? No, I really don't. Oh, okay. What, what are you doing? I just thought maybe you wanted to ask me about the Republican. Oh, how's the Republican? Great. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> you guys, listen. I'm sorry I don't have any women's work. That's okay. And I'm sorry I that I did not ask Sister Twain about the Republican until she told me to ask her about the Republican. I just... He's so sexy. It's... Okay. It's been a week. Since... Since... When? It's no, I just mean it's been a oh, week. Oh, it's been a week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's, and I'm tired, and I wake up full of rage every morning, uh, yeah. and I go to bed full of rage every night. Absolutely. And I need to make a whole bunch of cookies tonight, and I really fucking don't <laughs> want to. Do you want me to stay and help you? No, it's fine. You want to be alone need, and cry no, and drink bourbon? I mean, bourbon. I'm just going to make it. No, no, no. I'm actually going to make them in the morning. It'll all be, oh. I'll be in a better headspace. All right, all right. But, all right, all right. All right. I'm grateful for the opportunity to make cookies to sell to pay my bills. I really fucking wish I didn't have to make cookies to sell to pay my bills. That's where I'm at right now. You know what? What? I don't know. That just sounds like almost like a world that we live in. Like where I I don't know where I'm going with this. Like capitalism's broken. (laughs) This is the thing that I can't stop thinking about today. Oh, sorry. Oh, my God. Sister Twain's literally watching TikToks <laughs> while we record this episode. I'm trying to find the one so I can link it. I'm doing the show notes where, as Where it talks about how absolutely. she's an active listener at a, rehe- yes. at a rehearsal getting notes. Okay. Well, I don't. I was going to say something about minimum wage, but that's too boring. Anyway. Oh, was it the um, $24 yeah, I, can't, I, can't even yeah. st- I can't stop thinking about it. Anyway, absolutely. so we're going to take a break, and then Sister Twain's going to tell us a story. Do you want to give us, like, a teaser Oh, I oh I I wasn't ready. Um, I well, uh, I was gonna tell it's this is a sharing time. Okay. This is a sharing time episode. Okay, and you're gonna share. I'm gonna share. But it's not about the Republican. It's not. Okay, because people will be like, "Oh, good, it's about the Republican." It's not. <laughs> I you guys. don't just turn it off right just, now. Just give that. We're giving. We're holding some space. Yeah. We're holding some space <laughs> as big as the void left in the Senate by Mitch McConnell. <laughs> Not passing any of the House legislation and leaving laws to die and languish on his desk. We're holding that size space for Sister Twain and the Republican to figure things out. So stop asking. Stop asking about the Republican. Stop asking if they're going to pass any of the laws that the House has already passed to protect the post office, to protect Americans during the pandemic. Don't ask because we're holding that space. That may have been your greatest hot drinks moment. Listen, I've had a lot. I when I angry me, angry me is funny me, and therefore I'll never heal. So just Guys. as a bit of correction, uh, okay. <clears throat> we looked up the TikTok account. No one gives a shit. Her name is what's her name? Now I can't Kate? remember. Okay, it's oh hello Caitlin, hello Caitlin. Why are you the way you are? Well, you're on Instagram. That's a different app. Anyway. But I posted it on Hot Drinks just now. Anyway. In our bio, Instagram bio. The post itself does not say that she is listening at a rehearsal. It's Caitlin. It's Caitlin Hello. It's Caitlin Hello is her name. Yeah. Not. Okay. 
Anyway, so I was incorrect. So I stand corrected. It just says an overly enthusiastic listener. Do you stand? Somehow in my mind. Correct. I thought she was at a rehearsal getting notes. Oh. I don't know why. Anyway, absolutely. Okay, so what are we going to talk about tonight? Um, <clears throat> Jesus? Almost. Kind of, okay, yes. Good. A little bit. I love talking about Jesus. So yesterday I was talking to someone about... Um, it was weird how it got onto this because I know it's not something I ever want to talk about. But um, we were ta- kind of talking about our childhood trauma. Okay. And oh yeah, you texted me about this. Oh yeah, you said, "Hey, I'm talking to a hot." Yes. And I said, "Oh, I'm telling someone about how I used to be abusive and crying." <laughs> and I was like, "Living our living best our lives. best lives." Um, By the way, the hot uh, has stopped talking to me. Just FYI. <laughs> Is this the one you were like, great talking to you, bye. No, but we talked. It was sexy. He was someone I talked to in the past. Is we this the like, pizza one? Uh, what about a pizza? You said something about a pizza chef. Uh, Maybe you were drunk. But oh, was... no, that was. It was. Okay, we, absolutely. Anyway. And then it was sexy. And then at one point I said, now I'm in the mood for a tuna melt. And then he has not talked to me since. <laughs> the last message I sent to him. Well, fuck that guy, because that was brilliant. I mean, I want to be dead. Anyway, go ahead (laughs) with your story. So, um, and I asked this person, like, do you feel like the trauma you experienced in your childhood has manifested in your adult life in any way? And this person said, oh, I'll have to think about that. And then I knew exactly how mine had, right? And it was... Uh, like this screamingly like you know when I was a young mom and I was really really rough on my kids and by that I mean I yelled quite often right I threw things from time to time right and a handful of times I was physically abusive right and if my kids were listening to this I'm sure they would they might correct me and say it was more than a handful of times mom and I can hold space for that but I'm sure I've blocked out a lot of it um but I don't necessarily want to talk about that. I want to talk about how I um, got so depressed. Um, I, my depression hit some real deep valleys several times right. in those years. And I'm talking mainly about the 13 years of my marriage. And specifically, <clears throat> well, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but put specifically, this, these were the years sort of like, you and you kind of want a divorce. Gary didn't want a divorce. Right. You were still in the church, but you weren't sure if you wanted to be. Like, absolutely. How many? How many years was that kind of time frame so, of the thirteen years of marriage? Right. So <clears throat> you're like twelve point seven nine. Um. What's the question about the time frame specifically? <laughs> how many though? of the years of your marriage were you in that place where you were like, I want out. Let's get a divorce. And you were question. You were struggling with the church, all that kind of stuff. Of the 13, the latter eight. Okay. So two-thirds of it? Sure. I don't know. Um, so the first five years were perfect. Awesome. <laughs> Wedded bliss. Oh, God, no. Just banging every night. Oh, my God. Just super hot. Oh, stop it. Stop, 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 stop. Uh, no. Incorrect to all of those things. But anyway. Um, and when I was telling this person, like, I... I Let's give this person a name. Okay. Um, Gerald. Okay. So when I was telling, just so you don't have to say this person. <laughs> so when I was telling Gerald um, all these things, uh, you know, I felt like I had to say, like, look, 
it's because, yeah, um, of how I was treated by my dad, coupled with being married to a gay man, right. coupled with trying to be a good Mormon and all the misogyny. And I felt like I had a complete lack of control in my life. Right. I had no control anywhere in my life. Right. I, I felt very small and very lost and just drowning. And then <clears throat> there was this one particular period of time. It was like, oh, eight ish um i believe that um it was really the one and only time in my life that i was suicidal okay and i often would when gary was home with the kids get in my minivan and and drive the same minivan you have now fuck you Fuck you, fuck you. You guys, fuck it's you. a funny joke because Sister guys, Twain because doesn't it's not a minivan. drive a minivan, but I always refer to it as her minivan <laughs> and she gets so offended. Here's the real joke. The real joke's on you. I don't even know because I don't know anything about cars. Oh. So in my mind, you do drive a minivan. Like if I had to find your car in a parking lot, I would look for minivans. You couldn't even find your car in a parking lot. Oh no, lot. I really couldn't. I know. I just know it's white. And Tisha's Sometimes, listening right now going, no. absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Sometimes, so I drive a white Toyota RAV4 for people who know things about cars. <laughs> I will go into a parking lot and I will walk up to like a white, like Lincoln Continental oh, or a white, uh, like suburban, whatever the suburbans are called, <laughs> or a white Escalade. And I'll be like, why won't this unlock? And then I'm like, oh, this is not anything like it's my car. Like it's just white. It's like not in my car. So anyway. It's like a 1972 So you are getting in your minivan. Malibu. So anyway, so we were anyway, talking about your okay. desire to self-harm. Right. And then I made a funny joke. <laughs> so often, You guys, Sister Twain wants to die, and I don't know anything about cars. <laughs> wah, wah. Anyway, well, oftentimes you'd get in your minivan. When Gary was home with the kids, because they were small. Um, <clears throat> my oldest at this time was, was 10. Um, and I would just drive up Cedar Canyon uh-huh. and I was in such a dark, miserable place that I would literally fantasize while driving about certain spots. I could drive my minivan off of the, of the road. Yikes. <laughs> but I'm anyway, sorry. what did your car look like? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know. So, no, I feel extra um, bad. No, yeah, I don't care. Um, <clears throat> and... Um, this was such an ongoing thing that year, obviously that it got to the point that I like was fantasizing about dying. I never had a plan. Right. You know, um, because whenever I had thoughts of actually like hurting myself or doing something that in my, in my life, it would stop and I'd go, Oh my God, no. But it but was, I would say that's kind of a plan. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's once... I mean, I'm not a psychologist uh, or psychiatrist. Are you sure? But that's, <laughs> but that's one step further than just saying, like, I don't want to be here anymore. I want this all Right, the right. When you're actually fantasizing about the act of, like, what it might look like doing it. Yeah. I feel like that's, that's like, a little bit further down the path. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, also... Let I, me mansplain your own suicidal I, ideations <laughs> to you. You're like, shh. You're like, I'm, hold on, hold you're on. You're like, hold on, I'm listening, but listen. listen to me. I know a lot about this. <laughs> I'm um, a man. I also want to insert here, this in no way is me trying to excuse my abusive behavior towards my children. I am just sharing a story about Where a, you were. a time when right. I was depressed and what I learned about it. And, spoiler alert, I didn't love myself. Oh, 
I don't know what that's like. Anyway. <laughs> and so that's that's the moral of the story that we're going to get to. Okay. Um, that's called burying the lead in radio talk. Are like you serious? Yeah, you're like, you're like, and and later tonight, you'll learn about how you need to love yourself. And then people stay tuned so they can hear about that. <gasps> if anyway. I was gay and I had a dick, <laughs> it would be hard. Great. I'm really impressed. Thanks. You're all shy now. I'm really good at radio. <laughs> slash it. podcast. So anyways, um, I remember, and we're talking like, it's hard for me to get out of bed. Yeah. But I do. You know, I've got the survival of four children to worry about. Um, and, I mean, you guys know what in, what intense, severe depression looks like. It looks like that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I remember Gary came home from a work trip. And I was like, I need to tell Gary that I want to die. Mm-hmm. I need some intervention and some help here. Right. Because this scares the hell out of me. Right. And before this, there was an interesting night where I was in my minivan. Mm-hmm. And the same one you have now. Uh, you asshole. And it's so funny to me every time, and it's not even funny. I'm sure I drove up Cedar Canyon, and it was dark. And I was probably driving too fast and thinking a happy accident would be just fine. And I ended up, before I went home, pulling up in front of our church building. Because right. I was super, super Mormon at right. this time. And I pulled just of course it was it was night and it was dark and no one was there because it was late and i pulled up in front of you know the glass double doors right and you can see through into the foyer and of course it's all just beige and right beige beige walls (laughs) beige is being too nice yeah beige is generous but but like there's this big picture of jesus that i can see right and of course i like oh, that's why I needed to take this drive today right, to so Jesus. I could see this picture right. of Jesus. So you could see a blonde surfer Jesus from California. It, <laughs> so you mean the Mormon Jesus? Yeah. So, um, absolutely. absolutely. And so I'm sitting there in my car and I'm just fucking sobbing. What's on the radio, do you imagine? Am I being insensitive? I'm just... No. Okay. No, no, no. Like um, Fast Car by Tracy it Chapman was is what probably, I probably... <laughs> It was probably some very early, early... Um, K-pop? Uh, Muse. Oh, I don't know Muse. Oh. I mean, shocking. Right. Shocking that you I know. a band and I've never Early, heard early Muse, like pre-Twilight Muse, because they did a lot of songs just for the Twilight movies. Oh, okay. Okay. <clears throat> I know who we're talking about. Yeah, now. British anyway. rock band. Yes. I think they're from Manchester. Anyway. Jesus, one of my cats is scratching that pole like it's the end of days. I know. Look at you just distracting. Detracting. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. Anyway. I so, hope you angry letters about me. I, <laughs> um, and so it's a, I do remember that it was a late Sunday night. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't, it was still technically Sunday. Right. It was before midnight. Right. Which would have made it Monday. Jesus had not gone to bed. Exactly. And I want more than anything to just feel better in that moment. Right. And I had this thought, and this is going to be, sound silly and laughable. And if you laugh, that's okay. Because you should. (laughs) And if you don't, that's okay too. Because there are no shoulds. Okay. (laughs) 
I really, really wanted to go to Taco Bell. Okay. But it was Sunday. Oh, right. And that would be a sin. Yes. And what you didn't need at this time was sin. Right. Because sin would take you further away from the love of God. And deeper into my... deeper into your sadness. Yes. Okay. Yep. I totally get and all I'm of this. And I'm sitting there in front of this picture of Jesus... I hope this scene is in your one-woman play. You need to write this scene, and you need to have a conversation with the painting of Jesus. No, I'm not fucking kidding. I probably did. Cindy, Cindy, write this in a play. You guys, Cindy's a playwright. Cindy, in a play, there is a woman. She's been driving around listening to Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. In a minivan. In a minivan. She pulls up to the Mormon chapel. She has a conversation with a blonde, gorgeous surfer Jesus with beautiful pecs. Oh, my God. About how she wants to go to Taco Bell so she doesn't kill herself. Right. And he can't. Right. She can't. And I can't because I'm looking at Jesus. Write that in a motherfucking place, Cindy. And, And I'm thinking, if I want to pull myself out of this deep, deep darkness. Right. Breaking the Sabbath, which is one of the big ones. Biggest, big sin, big sin. Would be turning my my back on the light of Christ. Right. Or his unconditional love. Right. <laughs> which sounds so stupid. But, but, you know, turning my back on right. the gospel. It would be removing yourself from the things that you are taught will make you, that will help you feel better. Yes. Turning and, your back on those things. And in this moment, in this moment... That was so pivotal. Pivotal. <laughs> that was so pivotal. It was so pivotal. It was absolutely pivotal. Fuck off. It was so pivotal in this year where I wanted to die. Right. That I had the thought, and I, in all like dead seriousness, that it would not be okay for me to do this little thing to make myself feel better in the moment, which would have been going to Taco Bell. Getting a cheesy gordita crunch. And a Mountain Dew. Right. Oh, not a, I mean, Mountain Dews have caffeine. Oh, I... It's a double whammy. No, we were okay with caffeine. Oh, okay. Down in Cedar City, we're okay with that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and... <clears throat> knowing... That it would lift my spirits because right. that's what that's what you do, right? It's the little things that lift right, your right, spirits. Right, right. You get home from work and you're tired. You take off your shoes. Oh my god, that lifts your spirits. Right. You mix a drink, lifts your spirits. Right. No pun intended. Um, you turn on some music to lift spirits. Right. Whatever it is, right? Some Ben Platt. I was already having guilt that I was listening to Muse instead of church music right. on a Sunday. Right. No shit. Right. And I had this literal thought like. If I do that, I'm turning my back on Jesus. You were. So let's take a little break, and then we'll talk about how I thought that it was not okay to love myself. Oh, okay. I've never heard of that. Interesting. (laughs) Hey, we're back. Oh, shit. We, on the break, we decided to talk about how the Salt Lake Police Department is killing people. Oh, yeah. And it was kind of depressing. Right. And then we were like, let's get back to that funny podcast. <laughs> yeah, so here we are. About anyway, I don't even remember what we were talking depression. about. Depression. Oh, you were going to kill yourself. So, okay. There was a funny podcast. So, um, so you want to go to talk about Jesus said no. Right. <laughs> There's a Taco Bell like one block from my house. I know. And I want Taco Bell so I've bad been right there now. many times. You, to the Taco Bell by my house? Yeah. It's the worst Taco Bell in America. Oh, I don't know about that. Well, I mean, it's, 
It's a tough competition. <laughs> but let me just quickly tell you a story about that Taco Bell before Please we do. get back to your suicidal ideations. <laughs> so one time I drove to that Taco Bell. Yeah. I pulled into the drive-thru. And it's like, you know, the drive-thru has like like curbs on both sides. So it's not just like in a parking lot where you can turn around. Like once you're in the drive-thru, you're in the drive-thru. So I'm sitting there. There's three or four cars ahead of me. It's yeah, like you're six screwed. minutes, seven minutes. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> then this like wild-haired crazy man comes out of the Taco Bell. <laughs> And he's going down the line of cars talking to everyone. And I was like, Jesus, that's, take the wheel. That's South Salt Lake. Jesus, take the cheesy gordita crunch. Yeah. What's happening? Right. He comes up to my car. He said, I'm so sorry. Right. All of my employees just quit. <laughs> I have no one to make the food. So I can't help you right now. So I'm going to talk to the car behind you. Because at this point, there's two or three cars behind me also locked in the line, in the curbed in line. I'm going to talk to the cars behind you, and I'm going to have you guys all back out of the drive-thru. Because I can't make any food, because all my employees (laughs) quit. My district manager thinks I should just close the store for the night. You attract these things into your life. Okay. Brother? I just was wanting to get some goddamn tacos for my kids. So now we just go to Del Taco. And they are hungry still from that time. They are still hungry for <laughs> yon tacos. Anyway. Okay. So that's so, what I think of every time I go to that Taco Bell. The time all the employees quit. So you know someone's <coughs> shit in those refried beans. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. For sure there's shit in oh, those beans. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. They had to like. Allegedly. Empty everything out. Can decontaminate. <sighs> allegedly. Sanitize. I just have to say allegedly in case someone from like Taco Bell corporate is listening and they try to sue us. Right. Because they might be thinking about sponsoring us. I mean, they could. Anyway. anyway, today's episode brought to you by the Cheesy Gordita Crunch. <laughs> Do you ever go to Taco Bell and just say a bunch of words that sound like Taco Bell items? You're like, I'll have the Mexarito bean uh, with double chalupa. I'll have, and then I'll have a, and then I'll have a quesarito Mexi and then, fries. And then the third one, and then they're like, okay, okay. And then, you just see and then what the comes third out. one in, they're like, oh, we don't have that anymore. Yeah, they're like, oh, we don't sell yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, but then you just see what comes out. Right. And you're like, I want a double stuff quesarito grilled deep stuff. And then just see what comes out. Deep Something's going to come out. A double stuff grilled deep stuff quesarito. So. Okay, so you're depressed and you want to kill yourself. But, right. <laughs> Jesus said, no Taco Bell. <laughs> so, okay. So, Matt had been on a trip. Gary. Fuck! Gary had been on a trip. And Your gay ex-husband, Gary. Right, just right. Just for new listeners. Just, just for new listeners, little twain, who just tuned in halfway I through the just, episode. <laughs> I've just been married the once. Um, and I was like, I've got to tell him that I want to die. <laughs> And that you want to talk about on a Sunday, which is, in, which is a sin of equal measure. And you know what? When I told him about that part. The Taco Bell part? Yes. He was like, you should have just gone to Taco Bell. Yeah. He's like, Twain. Gary had a little clarity maybe at this point. Oh, sure. He still wanted to be Mormon. Yeah. He didn't want anyone sucking his dick. No. But he did want someone sucking did. his dick. Yeah. <laughs> he but he had a little bit of clarity. He didn't. About Taco Bell. But anyway. I tell Gary the following story. Right. Which is, while he was gone, which was over a weekend, uh-huh. it was Fast Sunday. Right. And for those of you Nevermos, that means there, there's the first Sunday of every month, you are supposed to 
give up breakfast and lunch or right. lunch and dinner, at least two meals. You abstain from two meals. Right. Because yeah. it's supposed to like show your dedication to yeah. the Lord and bring you closer yeah. to the Lord. And then if there's something that you really need in your life that you're hoping Jesus and God and, and the Holy Ghost will give you, right. you are showing your dedication by giving up two meals and more likely to receive that blessing. There was a God long damn. period in my life okay. where I believed yeah. that if I could master fasting and become like really good at fasting, that I would stop being gay. And I was, and I could never master fasting because I was hungry. I <laughs> and I could never stop being gay because I was hungry. You were never a master faster. Anyway. Masturbator. A master faster. Oh, no, I was never a masturbator. So I You would, became a masturbator. Oh, yeah, now, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's my, it's like my only And it's only because you couldn't become a master faster. Yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, basically. Anyway, yeah. thanks for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's terrible. So, okay. And I thought I have all four kids and I'm going to church because in my mind, it wasn't an option to not go. Right. I know. I know. And I'm, I have to take all four kids to church. Right. And this is like a 10, 10, eight, six, like, Let's say this is like below the age of eight. 10, eight, five, and three. Cool. For fun. Sounds like a ball. Uh-huh. And um, I thought, I, I always struggled to fast as well. Right. Um, I had some successes and sometimes not. And so I told myself. we're hungry, you guys. Oh, dude, we're, we're supposed hungry. to eat as human beings. Bodies need food. Yeah. Taco Bell even sometimes, even on a Sunday. A steamy beef and, burrito, double stuff. <laughs> so... Um, <clears throat> I decide if I fast today and I can really do it, then not only will Heavenly Father help me with church today, but help me with the whole day. Because it wasn't just getting through church. Oh, yeah. You know, it was getting... To, and I had this rule, Gary and I did, that they couldn't play with their friends on Sundays. <laughs> terrible. Terrible. Oh, God. Isn't it funny that when you're a Mormon that, like, you make these bargains with God, but really they're just with yourself. Yeah. They're like, if I can successfully fast, God, right. then you, God, <laughs> yeah. creator of the universe. Yeah. Hey, if I can abstain from eating like a bowl of a bowl of Cheerios this morning right. and a turkey sandwich before we go to oh church, my God. then you, the all supreme creator of the universe, <laughs> need to make my children behave. For the whole day. Right. Deal? Deal. That will show. And God's like, that sounds great. If I, I would love that. my love for you in that way, you'll show right. your love for me in this what way. What a prick. What a prick God but is. But like what it really is, it's like the the modern day equivalent of medieval Christians flogging themselves. No, it totally is. Because yeah. it's like, why would you want the love of a God who wants you to show that you love him by, by not being miserable. eating? By not eating for yeah. two meals. Yeah. When you're like a young mother and you're chasing children Jesus. around and you're exhausted yeah. and you probably don't have the best, like, you're not eating the most nutritious food anyway because no. you're, you're eating like cold leftover mac and cheese from because your Because you're barely, lunch. Yeah. yeah. You're barely surviving. Yeah. And God's like, you know what would really prove me if you, you know what would really prove to me that you loved me? If you didn't eat for two meals. <laughs> what if somebody you were dating said that to you? If you were like, you guys, I met the cutest guy. He has this long white beard. Oh my God, he's so dreamy. <laughs> Tits for days. But what he told me is that if I want to, pr- his name's Elohim. If I want to prove that I love him. He just wants me to not eat for two meals. Like that seems totally reasonable, right? You guys like all your friends would be like, fuck. (laughs) Sounds crazy. Screw that. asshole. (coughs) And 
it was one of the most horrible days as a mother. I mean, of all those years that I was do, uh, I I was a mother of young kids. It was a red letter day. It was awful, and I did succeed in in accomplishing like a, a legitimate fast, and it did not bring me any kind of good thing whatsoever at all. It was an awful, horrible, horrible day. And then did the kids behave? <laughs> no. God didn't show up for his side of the bargain? I didn't behave either. And so... Oh, God. I'm telling Matt about this, the Taco Bell thing, and that I want to die. And he said, that's... That's horrible. And it was one of the most, like, empathic moments we've had and we've had many of those right but he just was really tuned in to like how miserable i was and and really wanted to know to show that he was holding that space for me and so we scheduled this appointment with Taco um, Bell. the therapist which <laughs> you was can the, make an appointment to which pick was up your burritos which was the manager from the south salt lake taco bell no um he no she she was wonderful um we saw her a lot but I hadn't seen her in a while, which is probably why I was so fucking miserable. Right. And. It's like as though you say therapy works. <laughs> a little it's like bit. like as though. Oh, yes. It indeed does. And so I'm sitting there with my therapist and with Gary. And I'm explaining how low I am. The how low of a point I've gotten to and that I really do just want to be dead. And at this point, have you gotten Taco Bell since that Sunday night? I believe so. I believe I did maybe (laughs) on the next day, the Monday, the non-Sabbath day. And um, the therapist looked at Gary and she said, Gary, what can you do to help Ashley shit twaint? (laughs) What can you do to help Ashley's shit? <laughs> I don't know, like some suppositories, maybe, Stop maybe, it. A, maybe an abdominal massage. <laughs> what can you do to help Twain today, just to get through today? And this was like an early morning session. It was like eight thirty or nine, and he was dressed for work. And he said, "I will cancel my meetings. Um, I don't have any classes to teach today." And I will stay home with the kids so that she can just do whatever she'd like to do with her day. Do anything that would would feel good to her. Good job, Carrie. And I started to sob. Okay. And the therapist, who we'll call Linda. Okay. Her name is really Linda. (laughs) Said... Twaint, why are you crying? And I said, because I feel so bad that he has to do that for me. Yeah, and she said, Twaint, he's doing it because he loves you. And I could not comprehend that. Not because of Gary, but I was in a place where I could not comprehend where someone loved me enough to... Say, you know what? I'm going to call in to work and take care of the kids so that you can take care of you. I couldn't wrap my head around being loved that way. Right. And that was... Can't imagine that. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not <laughs> going to make this And that me. was all about where I was. It had nothing to do with Gary whatsoever. Right. Because Gary did a lot of things that showed um, love for me. And because we were both in our own personal hells, sure. I think it fell on the proverbial deaf ears so to speak right um that was probably redundant to say proverbial deaf, deaf ears, ears so right. to speak so um just to be clear there were not actual deaf ears <laughs> they were proverbial so to speak so to speak there were no deaf ears though nothing was falling on anyone's deaf ears no as it were as it were proverbially so they were. i um went home because we we drove together and then and i took the minivan right remember that minivan the same one you have now shut up and because he had his own car and um what kind of car did he have uh it was a ford f-150 okay <laughs> okay okay you dumb homo i know <laughs> me thinks the lady does protest too much in so, her ford f-150 that's Shakespeare. and so <clears throat> Oh, Gary. I, he was like, so we're driving home from the therapist and I still am feeling like a piece of shit. Right. Because right. I don't feel like I deserve this. Right. right. And, and he, not just because of the Taco Bell you ate at 830 in the morning. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and so. Right. That was a really patronizing laugh. So I'm sorry for <laughs> trying to be funny during right. your painful moment. Um. And he said, what are you going to do? And I said, I have no idea. And he's like, okay. And then what I ended up doing was driving towards Zion. We were about an hour away from Zion National Park. Right. Not not like the proverbial. I didn't drive towards Zion like like, like driving my car off of right. Cedar Canyon. Yeah. Uh, to go to Zion. So to speak. So as it were. The proverbial uh, celestial uh, gathering right, of the tribes of right, Israel, so to speak. Right, right. Um, and instead of driving all the way through to Zion on that main highway, there is, and people who have been to Zion multiple times will know exactly what I'm talking about, but. Never been. <coughs> oh, that's weird. I know. Um, there's this like weird little town on the, when you're driving towards Zion on the left side of the highway. It's not a town. It looks like a, a, a fake old west town mm -hmm. painted in really bright colors and they like say like get your homemade uh saltwater taffy and there's a petting zoo and they're like all these animals that are like half dead it's sounds, like sounds amazing crazy um and i think it's in virgin okay but right after that little like quote-unquote town because it's not a town it's like a, it's like it's like a rest stop it, yeah um with there, some virgins and a petting zoo there is a left turn and I took this left turn that wound me did back. Did you stop and get any saltwater taffy? I did not stop that okay. time. No. Um, but it wound me through this landscape of some of the most incredible rocks, shapes, rocks, shapes that I've ever seen. Like It was like I was on another planet. Uh-huh. And it couldn't have been the more perfect experience because it put me in a completely different part of my brain uh -huh. because I was trying to process what I was seeing. It was so, <clears throat> it was like um, being in Goblin Valley, like right. being on another planet and beautiful and putting it in, getting myself in a different part of my brain. They call that a beta interrupter. Yeah. Um, helped me to see 
objectively a lot of things that I hadn't been able to see because I'd been so deeply entrenched in the existing like mental track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. And nothing was solved that day. It wasn't the last time I cried or the last time that I felt really dark. But it was because Gary showed me this love by just doing this one basic small thing for me. I had this experience completely unexpected and unplanned that helped me to process a little objectively. Um, So we can take a break and then I'll wrap up the sharing time. Take a break. Take it. I'm so glad everyone's joined us tonight for this fun, funny story. Lighthearted. What you can always count on hot drinks for is a tale to make you laugh. It's almost like Christmas tonight. And about the... Okay. I think a lot about Christmas lately. <laughs> because because we're never going to have another one. Because I it's don't the end of democracy. No. This is what I think about. And the fascist regime is... On the one hand. Okay. I want so desperately to look forward to something joyful. Yeah. So, like, sometimes if I hear a little Christmas music or whatever, I'll think, like, oh, oh. Just hear those labels. Oh, the Christmas season. Like, I'll feel this, like, little joy of, like, oh, I love Christmas. It's such a lovely season. And then I think Christmas will be when we're mourning the death of America. Because Donald Trump has refused to give up power for whatever reason, whether he wins the election or loses the election. Oh my God. And Mitch and, McConnell and would be just fine with it. Yeah. And we're implementing a fascist regime. So then I think like, oh no, Christmas won't be joyful. 90%. It'll be delis- It'll be delicious. It'll be not, depressing. 90% of the GOP Senate would be just fine if that happened. Absolutely. 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 Okay, so all of them would be. So to anyway, wrap up. So you got my some Taco Bell. You got some saltwater taffy. Holiday you story. You saw some funny rocks, okay. and you felt better about yourself. <laughs> you are such a dick. That's the wrap up. No, I'm just bringing. That's not people, the, I'm not wrapping it up. What if people just tuned in? I'm just bringing. I'm not, it up to I mean, speed. I am wrapping it up. I'm oh, you're bringing, bringing it to speed. speed. Yeah, what do you people. call that? Bringing breaking the bar. Wait, what? What did you say earlier? The, bringing them up to speed. Bring, no, the, burying the lead. Burying the lead. Okay, and now we're going to dig up the lead. Digging it up. But just on the surface. Okay. So. So in one hand, <laughs> saltwater taffy. In the other hand, you, a beefy shut up. Baja crunch. Blast. Blast. Beef. Just beefy and beef. With one foot, the steering wheel of your call, <laughs> car. With the, in the other foot, a CD player playing Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. And you're driving a minivan through some rocks shaped like penises. Go. A little bit. And balls. And so... Um, that moment, uh, of course it wasn't a moment where everything shifted and did a 180 because that right. never happens. Right. Um, I think the pendulum can swing, but it's gradual, <clears throat> very gradual. And I definitely, you know, that was kind of towards the beginning of that year. And then throughout the rest of the year, I definitely had, um, ragey ragey times and uh definitely in 09 as well um times where i'm just like what the fuck am i doing and it was about the church and right. it was about my marriage but you didn't say fuck i probably oh i i off and on would say fuck oh okay, okay. from time to time from i would time time. yes Bless- yes blessings i'm doing kind of this jostle of my shoulder right now yes, i would yes. yes absolutely absolutely and so um and 
but it was the beginning of not feeling like I wanted to die anymore. And I will take like ragey, angry drives through Cedar Canyon any day over I want this canyon to consume me and my body never found. No, I get that. Yeah. I totally get that. Um, And honoring the anger that I had, which I was not doing when I was in my deep, 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 deep depression. Deep, 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 deep depression. (laughs) Um, Is more on the path of actually figuring out how to love myself Uh than the other. Um, I don't honor any of my anger, just FYI. (laughs) No, for real, I don't. So... Think about how, like, my whole life I have been taught that I am nothing without Christ. Right. No no self-love. Right. Okay? Um, if I commit a sin as small as... Taco Bell on a Sunday. Then I am not worthy of love. Right. Of right, being right, loved right, by right, Heavenly right, Father right, Christ. Right. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, I didn't, you know, my marriage was so fucked up that, like, I couldn't even register. I couldn't even register and digest and process or accept bids for love and connection from Gary, who, for all intents and purposes, was my best friend through most of those 13 years. Right, 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 right. Even, you know, we had our really dark times and we had our times where we um, didn't speak or what have you, but like we had this core friendship that was always kind of there. But didn't you always kind of believe that that dark underbelly of your marriage was like, I don't want to say what you deserve, but like was like, just this is what life is. Oh yeah. Living through this really difficult, dark, challenging marriage. Absolutely. This is life. Because my, this is what it's supposed to be. Because my parents' marriage was like that. And um that whole endure to the end mantra bullshit yeah. mantra um <clears throat> and so i was so blind to being able to receive love because i didn't feel worthy of receiving love yeah which is probably why the love coming from my children was lost on me from time to time yeah yeah just from time to time i don't want to make it sound like it was utterly miserable the entire time I was raising my sure. young children. No, I don't think anyone thinks that. I absolutely love them and adore them. And they were wonderful. And just... I, I, I championed them in, in school. And in, right. and their good friendships. And stuff like that. But then I also had severe dysfunction. Oh, yeah. I completely recognize. I think anyone who has raised children or knows anything about raising children knows that without you qualifying it. That, that, that part of raising children <clears throat> is... These really dark, shitty, scary places and these really happy, wonderful, lovely places and everything in between. Do you think so? Because I really, like, I'm over here thinking, like, I, everyone's going to think I was the worst mother on the planet. No, no one's going to think that at all. I I just think, I think every parent has those moments where you just feel like a total piece of shit and where you feel like you've screwed up and that you're doing it all wrong and that you're, you know, I just, I think every parent has that. Oh my God. And, and. The guilt. So what I haven't mentioned is like on top of everything that I've just said that like I was never taught how to self-love. Uh-huh. 
and I was I was nothing. I was a piece of shit without Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, blah blah blah. Um, and then I'm in this marriage to a gay man. Right. I had all consuming guilt most of those years about how I would fuck up as a mom. Yeah. The guilt would consume me to the point that I believed I didn't deserve love. Thus the, my reaction to right, Gary right, right. taking that day off of work right. and <clears throat> not really being able to just settle in and, and, and enjoy my young kids. Yeah. Um, but look at your kids now. They're great. They they are. Remember when Little Twain wrote did that Insta story about the Mormons looking all crusty? That was the <laughs> funniest thing ever. What did she say? She didn't say crusty. She <clears throat> said, and you're looking all No, she was like, Y'all crusty as fuck. Oh, she did say crusty. Yeah, these anyway. were the moms she passed on the road <laughs> hold, hold the Mormon moms holding signs that said Mormon moms for For like getting COVID anti- or something. Yeah, yeah. for let Mormon we... moms for let us get a <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> We want to catch the pandemic. And her story was like, y'all looking crusty as fuck. Yeah. And you thought, Twain, Twain did a great job. I did. I saw that story and I was like, <laughs> what a great young lady that is. <laughs> I, I would be proud. Um, so to wrap up, moving out of wanting to die. Yes. Into a phase of actual rage. Yes. Which... Showed that I was honoring my emotions. Uh-huh. I let them happen. I went from listening to Muse to listening to Muse, but all the way up. The volume was all the way okay. up. Okay. 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 And, <clears throat> and then it ushered in the end of my marriage. Wow. Very quickly. And. Because of Usher? You were listening to uh, Usher? Yes. Okay. Anyway. Um, Sorry, that was a bad joke. Um. And he, Usher, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So, um, it, Gary wishes Usher fit, ended your marriage. No Gary shit. wishes. No shit. Gary would have loved to go out on that <laughs> bombshell. Dick. Yeah. So, um, as I started to honor myself, Gary started to honor himself. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't something we were conscious of in the moment at all. Right. I mean, it's been 10 fucking years, 10 and a half years now. Um, <clears throat> but when my marriage ended, 90% of the yelling and the other stuff that I don't like to talk about. With your children. Yeah. Yeah. Stopped. I totally, I, listen, <laughs> listen. <laughs> I was, I mean, I still have moments with my kids where I'm an asshole because I have a temper, but I was so much more of an asshole when I was in the closet. Right. I was so much more impatient and so much more like mean to them and because I just had so much pain and anger inside of Of me that sometimes that just bubbled out onto them. Yeah. So anyway. And, and, and yeah. Anyway, they're great kids. And, and I don't want to say either that like. Being a mom did that whole complete 180. Again, the pendulum is a gradual swing. Right. I noticed improvements over weeks or months and then years, right? Right. right. And I'm to the point now where <clears throat> when the divorce happened and my two older children who were who are female were in middle school. So it was a perfect storm. Right. And and the darkest part of our relationship was probably at that time, just because 
middle school. We all hated ourselves. Right. Um, um, to now, we are genuinely friends. Yeah. And I think we choose each other now. Oh, right. Do you know what I mean? Because like, obviously like you can have family and you tolerate them or you figure out the best way to live with them. And I'm not, and and I'm talking about kids or I'm talking about parents or I'm talking about siblings or whatever. But like, I actively choose to, to cultivate and to cherish um, and enjoy and savor these relationships yeah. um, with all four of my kids now. Um, and that looks like making jokes. And that looks like having a sense of humor about every goddamn thing and not taking anything so yeah. fucking seriously anymore. Yeah. Because back then, back Everything then, was so serious. oh, it was like, my five-year-old daughter cannot wear anything sleeveless. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Did you go out of the house in that top? Yeah. To... Who you fucking? <laughs> Who you fucking nowadays? Yeah. Who you fucking? <laughs> anyway, so that's kind of the end. In the name of CJ and Christ. If you want to love yourself, you got to get a divorce. Is that is that the message? So here's the thing. <laughs> this came up on Twitter the other day. Oh, that's us That someone tweeted saying like they have realized that they would n- never be a good like matchmaker. They're never great at like, you know, pairing people up. But they were saying like, what I would be really good at is a divorce maker. Like finding, like helping my, you know, friends see that their husband's actually a piece oh, of shit or whatever. Yes. And I just thought, put me on the payroll. Yes. That should be our gig. Is that an LLC? Can it be one? Yeah. You guys, we are we are the divorce missionaries. <laughs> we believe very strongly in it. Elder Coffee, Sister Twaint. Yeah. Anyway, we believe strongly in divorce. I had a thought tonight. Yes. It's kind of in the same vein. Do you remember the play Greater Tuna? Vaguely. Okay. It's kind of like the show's kind of like um, pushed along, moved along by these two characters who are news reporters uh-huh. on the local news radio station. In an anti universe, mm-hmm. we're those reporters. <laughs> Liberal as fuck. I don't know what's happening. Queer as fuck. Right. Talking about tuna. <laughs> and that's why the Making guys stopped talking tuna to me. Guy. Talking about tuna melts. Like, literally, we texted all morning, and then that tuna melt line, haven't heard from him since. Anyway. So, anyway, that's it. Okay. So, that's been our Thanks sharing for time. joining. About suicidal ideations, Taco Bell, and loving your kids. <laughs> that's what I'm boiling it down to. Thanks. Um, you can email us at hotdrinksforthevalley at gmail.com if you have any thoughts, feedback, our Instagram is hot drinks. Our Twitter is hot drinks. We don't post on Twitter though. We do don't. we? Do you ever? I never do. No, but you can like if you wanted to message us through there. And yeah, Twitter's that's true. Like, we would see Twitter's it. like your main social media game. Or 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 or, or here it is. Become it a is. patron. Hell yeah! Patreon.com/slash/hot drinks. You get extra episodes. You get exclusive access to us. Because for sure, what you're thinking is, I don't hear enough of these motherfuckers talking. I need more. And you can pay for that. Motherfuckers. These motherfuckers. Motherfuckers talking. If you, if you want more, you can pay for that. You so, can. anyway. Yeah. But yeah, go check out Patreon. You can make a small monthly donation and get fabulous prizes to make your lives better. 
That's all. To make your lives better. That's all why. That's why of, we started. That's this. why we started this. Yeah. We said, "How can we help humanity? <laughs> Let's make a podcast." And here we are. Christ Jesus, Lord of Hosts. Goodbye. Good night. <laughs>